welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back. For those of you joining us uh, for the first time, welcome. <clears throat> Today, uh, you're probably noticing an energy shift. I am, I am going to respond to this this new shooting that happened in Nashville, and I've done this in the past, so this isn't new, but I'm going to come at it different. Uh, I haven't looked up what's been going on. I I heard about it, and that's it. I don't know much uh, of anything that's gone on. I, I literally heard about it. And I thought, you know, let's just go ahead and let's go in there with, with the people that are following me, that want this real time. What is a therapist thinking in these situations? Obviously, there's going to be all the, the rhetoric in the background. And before I even get into uh, the, the rhetoric that's going on, the, oh, the guns kill people. No, the guns don't kill people. You know, and I get into all of that stuff. I thought I would come in here and give you a little taste of what my, my process is. So first, it just breaks my heart every time somebody dies needlessly. And the question then becomes, what's a needless death? There are so many needless deaths going on all the time. And that's not to justify this shooting. But I just don't like it when people die unnecessarily. I don't I just don't like it. And it happens. So now I'm going as a therapist, I'm sitting here saying, all right, get my mind in the right mindset to deal with what's right in front of me. And that's there's some people that have died. And for all intensive purposes, we can probably say needlessly. Like it wasn't necessary. And now, uh, you know, I, I know we can have that whole debate. But then the next question becomes like, what are we doing to get our arms around the people? Because from a psychology standpoint, I want to make sure that the people that are left behind are getting the love and attention that they need. So that would be family members of the people who've passed, others who may have been around. I don't, I actually don't even know yet if this happened during school, after school, if it happened, you know, in the, you know, in the morning before, you know, kids got there or anything like that. Although I did see something that said children died. So um, I am currently in the process of pulling up some news feeds to try to get this as we go so that I can see a little bit of what's going on while I'm in here processing it in the moment. So the first thing is, you know, needless deaths are unnecessary. I don't, I don't like that. Um, that being said, they do happen and we have to be prepared for the possibility that people are going to die unnecessarily. First thing we do, wrap our arms around the people 
who are left behind. The other kids I'm actually reading right now, it looks like six people, three of them were children. Uh, if these facts prove to be uh, real, um, which I have no reason to believe they wouldn't be, three kids are gone and it looks like three ki- three adults. And that means that there's classmates, uh, there's other administrators and teachers that have probably experienced a lot of challenge today. And so, First and foremost, after the fact, my heart goes out to all of them. I just want to get my arms around them and say, I love you guys. Like, what can I do? Obviously, I can't undo what has been done. Then the question is going to become, what's our culture going to do? Because as a therapist, I want to balance you know, reasonable psychological responses with what is our cultural response going to be and how do we navigate that cultural response? Because I know, I know, I'm 100% sure this is going to happen. I can predict it. Why? Not because I'm a genius, because I'm a fortune teller, but because I'm just not stupid or blind and not paying attention. We are going to have gun rights activists saying it's not the guns. We are going to have people who are interested in taking guns out of the hands of people saying, get rid of the guns. The guns are killing people. Um, no and no, uh, the, the, the guns rights activists who are saying the guns don't harm people. Well, they're, they're ridiculous because guns do harm people in the wrong hands. Now, why do I say it that way? Because the gun by itself can't do a damn thing. You and everybody else in the world who's paying attention knows that, but Guns in the wrong hands are a very dangerous weapon, a very dangerous tool. Just like a knife in the wrong hand is a dangerous tool. Just like a vehicle in the wrong person's possession is a dangerous weapon. It's not designed to be a weapon at all, but it can be. So we have to then take a look at what the culture is going to do. The culture is going to try to polarize you. So... I'm not interested in being fast. I'm interested in coming to the, the, the most correct possibilities we can come to in our decision making. So I'm here to propose to you that maybe, just maybe, we could take a look at all the angles. Not one, not another, not another, all of them. Now, that's hard to do especially in light of all of the emotion, which unfortunately is what many people are going to appeal to you on is your emotion. They, there is going to be this cultural movement right now. They're in the process of doing it. I can almost guarantee I haven't even opened a single one. I've got, it looks like I just went to, to Google and I Googled the uh, uh, school shooting today and And so I'm only looking at like the highlights there, CNN and ABC and uh, uh, The Guardian. And I I can't see any of them because I didn't open them, but they are going to appeal to your emotion. They are going to talk about how it's senseless death and it doesn't need to happen. All we've got to do is, and they're going to fill in the blank for you. No, please don't. Don't let them fill in the blank for you. You need to be a thinker 
of your own. You need to process this yourself. You need to process this and go, okay, what happened? What's reasonable and what's unreasonable, right? People dying, that's not good. People appealing to my emotion in the midst of death and destruction that's going on in a school to try to manipulate me, let me be real, that's also not good. But it's going to happen. And some of you are going to go with it. I know, I'm, yeah, it's unfortunately a bold statement of reality. Some of you are going to make up your mind today in the midst of this horrendous emotional thing that's going on today. You are going to, you are going to flip your coin and say, I'm going with this team. Or you're going to flip your coin and say, I don't even care what it comes out to because I've already been on this team. That is the last thing we need right now. This isn't about what team you're on. This is about us solving a problem. Coming together as reasonable adults as loving and caring human beings who are experiencing loss in our country of children and adults in a school and working through that suffering together. Not divided. You could be pro-gun or anti-gun. I don't care. I don't care because I know what I stand on and I'm okay with that. You don't intimidate me if you're pro-gun or anti-gun. You don't scare me. I know the psychology behind it. There are people hurting and some will want to lash out and some will use this opportunity to sway you. And what I say to that, no. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Stay focused on what matters now. What matters now is these six lives, it looks like. Six lives that are lost. I don't even know. It looks like one of the uh, head articles is saying that the, uh, the shooter was, was shot too. I don't know if that's true. I, I didn't open them up. But if that's the case, was that a seventh life? Or are they not counting that in the number? I don't know. But lives lost? Yeah, lives lost matter. Now you're going to be, some of you out there are going to be like, well, not the shooter's life. Uh, no, that life mattered too. And if you aren't mature enough to see that you're contributing to the problem because somehow, some way that shooter made a decision that this was the best answer for them. Now, does that suck? Yes. 
Does that cause a ton of unnecessary pain and suffering? Yes. But something was going on there. And if we don't acknowledge the humanness of that person also, that's a problem. An unnecessary problem. We should acknowledge the humanness of that. Should I, you know, should I you know, give their name and, you know, and, and talk about all the, the their, I don't know, um, their agenda items? No, I'm not going to do that. But should we know who this person was and what they were about so that we can learn and grow and get stronger and better as a country and manage these things in healthier ways, provide services maybe to people who are in need before they go off and do something like this? Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. You know, in the military, one of the things they taught us was know your enemy. You know, mass shooters, they are one of our enemies. They are not our friends. But if we don't know the enemy, if we don't know these people and understand what makes them tick and understand where maybe we could have caught them, caught them low so that we could have prevented this, that's a miss. That's a miss. And the only way to truly do that is to truly care about even the shooter. Now that's hard to say in a situation like this, because I know, I know the consequence of this as you all are seeing this and listening to this. You're like, Oh no, I have no empathy for that person. I'll bet they had no empathy for their victims in the middle of their shooting. Do you really want to emulate that? Ouch. I'm here to speak reality. From a therapeutic lens, people. That's what I'm here to do. So I'm not always going to say the thing that's most comfortable. I've sat across from people I completely disagree with. And I've loved them. Now, some I'm going to love from a distance, a little bit further away. Some up close. But that love isn't negotiable. There's enough suffering. We don't need to add hate to the pile of crap that's already there. If you're wrestling with this right now and you're not sure what to do with it, like me coming at it like this, hey, do me a favor. Send me an email. Send me a note. Let me know. Because at the end of the day, I want to help people. I have, I have done thousands and thousands of hours of trauma treatment. I know what's on the backside of this. I do. Send me a note. Say, hey, what about this? What about this or that? Ask the questions that you don't know the answers to. You'll never find the answers if you don't start asking the right questions. As far as prevention goes, there's a lot of tact to take. A lot of approaches here. 
Yeah, we could ban every weapon. It won't stop killers from killing. It can't. Before there were guns, people were dying. Before there were knives, people were dying. Before there were cars, people were dying. People were dying by animal, dogs and horses being sicked on them, being rode over them, stomping them to death. What are we going to do? Get rid of all of the dogs and all of the horses? That, that can't be the answer. Now, could we, you know, take a look at some of the regulations? Yeah, sure. Can we improve them? Yeah, I'm, I'm betting we can. But let's, let's not be unrealistic here. Take a look at this and let's come up with a prevention plan. A plan to prevent this kind of stuff. And that is always 100% of the time going to have to take in the human part of the equation. Because to say the guns can kill without people, I mean, no. No. Not even if it's the most current weapons on the face of the planet. A drone still requires our driver. Somebody's got to take that drone and go do it. The people part of the equation is the part we have to focus on. That's why love first. And look at the people part of the equation. I don't know where we're going to come down on this. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just now starting to open them because, yikes. The sadness is just super real. It looks like it happened in 14 minutes. That's impressive. That's a good response. Whoever, like, if that's accurate, the first call came in at 1013 and the shooter was dead 14 minutes later. That whoever, whoever is in charge of the response there, good on you. That's, that's a, at least at first glance, understand I'm seeing it for the first time. At first glance, 14 minutes from the first call to the end of the crisis, that is I mean, I wish it could be four minutes or one minute, but my guess is, you know, the teachers are probably not armed. Uh, the administrators were probably not armed, um, armed and trained, I should say, because being armed is not sufficient by itself. Um, but in lieu of not having possibly having somebody on site, although I don't know that maybe it was somebody on site who came in. I don't know. Wow. It was a private school. Very interesting. Look, we're going to have a lot to learn over the next few days, I'm assuming. Do me a favor. Please, please, please don't let others decide for you because of your emotions. All right? Think this stuff through. Be thoughtful. And love. Love in this response. More than anything else. Because as a therapist, I can tell you, when I love, an appropriate love, right? When I love, clients know I care. That's what we want. 
We want these people to know we care. The family of the shooter should know we care. The victims of the shooter should know we care. I don't know if there were others injured and stuff. Those that were lost, the families of those lost should know we care. And there is not one right answer in this situation. There's going to be a lot of things to look at here. Thank you for joining me. I know this was a little unorthodox for my podcast, but I'm, I'm hoping that this helps you in your process. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.